This audio is brought to you by muslimcentral.com. The next question from Hassan from Oman. If someone does not do anything forbidden, but the only thing is that he does not pray, is it possible for him to enter paradise? The question posed by Brother Hassan from Oman that if a person doesn't do anything forbidden, but the only thing he does, he does not pray, so can he go to Jannah? It is like somebody asking me that I want to have a very good, healthy body. I do exercise, I go to the gym, I daily go to walk, I do cycling. Only thing I don't do is, I do not eat anything the full day. Do you think the person will be healthy? Just by going to the gym, cycling, going for the morning walk, jogging, very good fresh air, but does not eat anything full day. Like it is known to us, for a healthy body, you should have three meals a day. Similarly, for a spiritual soul, it's compulsory that minimum you should pray five times a day. Praying five times a day is far than Islam. Regarding the question that can I go to Jannah if I don't do anything haram and maybe do all the other good deeds, but do not of a prayer, our beloved Prophet Muhammad said, it's mentioned in Sahih Muslim, point number one, hadith number 246, that between the man and shirk and kufr stands the offering of salah. Miss salah, praying salah is the differentiation between a man and shirk and kufr. That's what the Prophet said. That's the reason the scholars, many scholars say that if a person who does not pray at all, it is kufr, he becomes a kafir. Some scholars are more lenient to say that if a person doesn't pray but believes praying is a fard, then he cannot be called as a kafir, there is a difference of opinion. Amongst the deeds that is the most important, our beloved Prophet Muhammad said, it's mentioned in Sunan An-Nisai, volume number 5, hadith number 3996 that the Prophet said that the first deed that Allah will ask on their day of judgment is regarding offering of Salah. So the most important deed amongst all the deeds is Salah. As we discussed in the last session, the biggest sin is the sin of shirk. The thing which is haram is shirk, then would be murder, black magic, etc. Similarly, amongst the deeds that is the most important, it is Salah, it is prayer. And if you don't do that, that is like your hundred dollars in deeds. Like how I said, in sin, shirk is the worst. Similarly, in deeds, number one is salah. If you don't offer salah, can you go to Jannah? Allah says in the Quran, in Surah Nisa chapter number 4, verse number 48, and in Surah Nisa chapter number 4, verse number 116, if Allah pleases, He may forgive any sin. But the sin of shirk, he will never forgive. Yes, if after committing shirk, if you repent, ask for forgiveness and stop it, inshallah Allah will forgive that also. But if you die as a mushrik, without asking for forgiveness, without leaving shirk, you are destined for hellfire. There is no forgiveness. The most important deed to be done is salah. If you don't offer salah, the chances of you going to Jannah is very minimal, very negligible. If Allah wishes to forgive you because you have not done shirk, 
Allah may forgive you. Possibility is there. Probability is not there. Possibility? Yes. But very low. 0.0001%. Because that is the most important deed. If you do something else and if Allah is pleased with you and Allah wants to forgive you, there is too much of ifs and buts. A person cannot take the risk. We are undergoing the final examination. This is the test for the year after. You cannot take that chance. And if you analyze, if I ask you a simple question, there is a human being who everyone is saying who is so grateful, he's such a good human being, and he is looking after other people, he is going and helping the poor, and he's loving everyone else. And when you closely go and analyze, you realize that he had a mother and father who were very loving, who took care of him, who looked after him, and who educated him, gave him good clothes, and then he became rich. But later on, he doesn't take care of his parents at all. He's not even going and meeting them for years together. He's not thanking them. So how will you call him a good human being just because he's helping the poor? But the main people, main two human beings, his parents, mother and father, who took care of him, gave him the education and bought him up. Because of that, why today he's got a good job? And he neglects them, doesn't meet them, doesn't care for them, doesn't go and even say, how are you? For years together, how can you call him a good human being? Now compare the parents and Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is our creator. In Salah, we are thanking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And besides thanking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we are getting guidance from him, how should we lead our life? I've given the talk on Salah, the programming towards righteousness. That not only do we pray and thank Allah, we also get guidance from him. And if we offer Salah in the right way, we are being guided to good deeds. So the chances if you offer Salah correctly, you'll be on the straight path is very high. And if you're in trouble, the best solution is Salah. If you're in trouble and if you have a problem, you cannot say that you have tried everything to solve the problem until you pray in the last one third of the night and ask for the problem to be solved in Tahajjud. Besides the five compulsory salah, there are many other salah. Salah is the programming to righteousness. It is your main soul. The best deed is salah. And while I was doing my little research on the life of the Prophet, I realized that the Prophet, on average, so the Sira doesn't mention exactly how many hours he slept in a day. On average, according to my study, he might have slept between three to four hours a day. Because Hadith says that he used to pray for one third of the night, he used to pray Surah Baqarah, then Surah Imran, that's more than two Jews, and then nearly two Jews, both put together four Jews. So, but naturally, it would take hours. So, based on this, depending upon whether it's summer or winter, the nights keep on getting short and long, the maximum that the Prophet could have slept was maybe three to four hours, not more than that. And if we analyze the time you used to spend praying every day, if you just calculate logically, it would be more than five, six hours. So according to me, according to my research, the prophet prayed more number of hours than the number of hours he slept. Anyway, let me be very clear. 
there is no hadith or no Quranic verse telling that you should spend more time in praying than in sleeping. Not at all. But this was the practice of the Prophet. I'm just telling you something what the Prophet practiced. Not that every human being should do it. It's difficult. But as a normal human being requires about seven hours of sleep minimum, seven to eight hours, minimum is six hours. So it's difficult. That's the reason if you heard my answer when I gave last month in the month of Ramadan about my daily routine. I said when I was in Bombay, I used to sleep for about three hours and I used to pray also approximately for three hours. When I came to Malaysia, I started praying for about four hours, 15 minutes and my sleep increased to three and a half hours. This was what I said in Ramadan. But after Ramadan, for the last one month, Alhamdulillah, I've increased my time for prayers. I started praying Tajjud for minimum one and a half hour. Every day, Alhamdulillah, after Ramadan, half juz in a slow recitation takes about one and a half hour. Previously, my tajud used to vary from 20 minutes, 30 minutes, sometimes one hour, but average was about 30 minutes. Now, it has increased to one and a half hour, more than one hour. So now, my average time I spend counting the time from the Adhan, when I do wudu, walk to the mosque, come back, total all the five salah and the salah of the duha and tajud, they are approximately five or 15 minutes. If I remove the time of wudu and the time of going and coming and the time of dua yet it will be more than four hours alhamdulillah and my time of sleep is about three and a half hours so even i'm alhamdulillah trying that let my hours of salah be more than the hours of my sleep anyway this is not compulsory at all for the muslims it is just my research and i'm trying to follow what i can and allah has blessed me that i can do my work throughout the day even with sleeping less it's a ni'mah from allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so prayer is the most important deed regarding the answer that if you don't pray and do all the other good deeds and stay away from the bad deeds, the chances of you going to Jannah is very, very bare minimal. Once to forgive and put you in Jannah, that's Allah's prerogative. But the chances are very less. So my request to you, brother, that see to it that you pay attention on your Salah. Your full life should revolve around Salah. If a person is a good practicing Muslim, all his activities in the day it revolves around Salah. The timing needs is based on Salah. Is the before Salah, after Salah. The time he sleeps is based on Salah. The appointment he gives to anyone is based on Salah. So those people who are practicing Muslim and see to it that they offer Salah five times a day in Jamaat, in the mosque, their whole daily routine revolves around Salah. It is the most important factor. It builds a discipline in you and it is the most important deed. I request you that you should always pray Alhamdulillah five times a day in the mosque, in Jamaat, that's the best. Hope that answers the question.